How's it going, everybody? Ryan here from the Break the Business podcast. We are continuing our rundown of the best of all of the interviews that I did at the Independent Music Awards last month. So many great artists offering so much fantastic insight. And you guys have really responded positively to this. You guys really dig these mini interviews from the IMAs, hearing from all these different artists, all these different genres all this different wide range of advice. And so um, we're going to do this for the next few more weeks. And I think you guys are really going to dig it. We have some great, great artists whose interviews we're going to share with you this week. You're going to learn all about how to collaborate with top shelf artists, how to make concept albums. If you've ever been interested in that, we're going to learn a bit about cool business cards, about making music on your own terms, about how to be resilient enough to make all of the instruments on your own album and to make an album under any circumstances at all costs, not letting anything stand in your way. And we've got a couple of cool things that we're really going to be excited to share with you this week. If you're a fan of Moon Pies, you're really going to like this week's episode. I'll say no more. I'll say no more. Uh, you guys will find out what I mean by that in just a second. And we're closing out the interviews this week with a really special interview to me. I managed to get Randy Cherktow and Jason Feehan to sit down with me and do an interview at the IMAs. This is a big deal for me. These two guys are music industry authors who wrote The Indie Band Survival Guide, which is really the book that inspired the Break the Business book. It got me into this line of work. And so for me, it was like meeting my heroes. And you can hear it in my voice. I'm so excited to meet these guys during the interview. And they have a new book out called Making Money with Music. I encourage you to check that out. I'm going to put the link in the show description. And I think you're going to love all these interviews, as you certainly did last week. So let's get right into it. Here we go. More of the best of the Independent Music Awards here on the Break the Business Podcast. Patrice Jagu joining us here on the Break the Business podcast. She just won the Independent Music Award for Best Acapella Song. Her song, Lover Come Back to Me. I love it already. <laughs> so, so great. I've never interviewed an acapella artist before. This is so cool for me. And of course, you're already having the coolest day ever because you just won this really magnificent piece of hardware. <laughs> yes. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I mean, there are a lot of cool awards you can get with like the statuettes and like the trophies and everything. But having a record that you can frame, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I totally agree. And I'm so pleased to be here speaking with you. Thank you for this invitation. And I'm sort of floating floating on an acapella cloud right now because I'm thrilled to have won this award with, and I have to give a super big shout out to my co-singers on well, this. Well, you better, because acapella is pretty boring with one person. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> unless you multi-track yourself. Yeah. But, or you're um, like that lady in, uh, in Snarky Puppy who can harmonize with her own voice. Right, there yeah, you She go. doesn't need other people. There but. you go. Yeah, so my cohorts are uh, Mark Kibble and Alvin Chia from Take Six. And your listeners may or may not know Take Six, but they've probably heard Take Six. And Take Six continues to be at the top of their game as far as acapella music goes and they have won I think I want to say 11 Grammy Awards for their over their 30 year career and actually Mark Kibble who arranged this piece and who sings on this piece as well he just won his 10th Grammy in February for arranging for another artist. So my goodness, I'm very privileged to be working with the cream of the crop. No doubt about yeah. it. And something we love to talk about on this podcast is one of the coolest things that indie artists can do and often do more flexibly than label artists is collaborate with whomever you want. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear about how did you set up this collaboration? Uh, how did you make this happen to get to do an acapella song with these established acapella artists? So Mark and Alvin from Take Six 
actually sang on my last, performed, sang, arranged on my last record. And so this particular track is on my new record. And my husband, who's my executive producer and occasional producer, actually reached out to them because we had a clear vision that we definitely want to take six on this record again. But Mark is such a great arranger, not of just of uh, acapella music, but also horns, uh, rhythm tracks, you name it. So we reached out to him and we asked him to do this track for us. And so it just took an email and that got the ball rolling, basically. And that's a theme that we've we've seen a lot with uh, a lot of artists on this podcast, where they were able to make great art happen because they collaborated with somebody that they thought would never even take their call. And it the lesson is... Don't be afraid to make the call. Don't feel like they're way too above you. Like people are people. They love to hear from others. Mm -hmm. And you made this award happen. You made this collaboration happen by not being afraid to speak to the people who could help you out. Yeah, it's true. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? Someone can say no. That's okay. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of goodwill with um, Mark and and Vinny and all the guys in Take Six. Uh, But, you know, the point person was my husband. He was actually the one with the vision. And, of course, I got on board because who doesn't want to work with Mark Kibble and Alvin Chia? So, um, yeah, and they're really nice people. So that does actually help a lot, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Congratulations, Thank Patrice. you so much, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you tonight. We are joined by Elizabeth Joan Kelly. She just won the Independent Music Award for Best Concept Album for her album Music for the DMV. All right, I have only about a million questions. <laughs> Music for the DMV. Tell us about your album. Sure, yeah. Um, so many people know Brian Eno's album, Airport, um, or Music for Airports. And I was working on some music, electronic music, and I happened last summer to have to go to the Department of Motor Vehicles to get my license renewed, which wound up taking me four hours. I live in So New- a short trip. Yeah, just a short trip, right? I know I can be worse in places, but uh, in New Orleans, a four-hour trip to the DMV is rough. And, and I started <laughs> thinking, music for airports is supposed to make you feel relaxed and happy because you're in the airport, you're going on a trip. Uh, whereas um, sometimes we need music that helps us through the angsty times, the angsty times of sitting for four hours in the DMV. So I decided to create this album that um, in in some ways maybe will help relax people, but also really represent the feeling of sitting in the DMV for four hours. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I, I love talking to indie artists mm-hmm. who kind of go off the beaten path, do things differently. And, and so I'm glad I'm, I'm chatting with you. Mm-hmm. But I imagine when you tell people the kind of albums you make, you probably get a lot of, well, why can't you just write a pop song? <laughs> so, I mean, wh- what sort of gives you the courage and what drives you to kind of mm-hmm. create the stuff that's true to you? Sure. Oh, that's a, such a great question. Um, I mean, I come from a, a classical music background. Um, I studied piano. I studied classical composition. I also studied electronic music. So there are a variety of music, types of music that I work in, but also like, and then lots of other types of music that I, I really like, industrial music, pop music, rock music, rap music, hip hop, R&B. I love 70s fun. Um, so I, for me, it's just about creating music that you would want to listen to yourself. And that's what I try and do. I know that I'm not the only one out there who's got eclectic tastes. And so I try and create music that um, people who aren't just looking for the most straightforward pop song would want to listen to. And and I know they're out there and, and they're listening. Yeah. So the lesson is for artists who are wondering, you know, can I really create this sort of concept work that speaks to me? You always got to remember there are always going to be fans out there that it's going to speak to them too. 
And because, you know, the internet has made the world smaller, mm -hmm. you know, whether even, you know, if those fans of DMV music are on the other side of the world, you can still reach them now that in 2019. Is, yes, that is exactly true. And, and I've done a lot of outreach, especially through Twitter. And I've met amazing musicians, especially in the UK, who really identify with this album. They don't even have the DMV there. It's, it's a totally different system. Um, but they, they get it. They, they get that sometimes you need music for anxiety. So, yeah, I've been able to connect with fans uh, who I never would have been able to without social media. So for the anxious musician <laughs> listeners that we have on this podcast, which I think is about 105% of my audience, <laughs> yes. where can they find you to check out this music? Perfect. Yeah. So my website, ElizabethJoanKelly.com. Uh, I'm on Bandcamp. If you just do a Google search for music for the DMV, this is the thing that comes up. So uh, it should be easy enough to find, and, and I hope you enjoy it. We are here with indie hip-hop artist Brick at the Independent Music Awards. He's here doing some networking, and he has graciously volunteered to stop by our little booth here to talk about his work. Uh, thank you so much for being on with us, Brick. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So one of the things that we've been talking about with a lot of our guests here at the Independent Music Awards is how they use technology in interesting ways to move their career forward. And one of the things that I want to talk to you about in that regard is what you just handed to me, which is probably one of the coolest business cards I've ever seen. This business card, is it's actually a small compact disc, like a CD that's got all your stuff on it. Yes. And so it's not just a business card, but it's how I'm going to get to discover you and find out about you. What a cool idea. Uh, what made <laughs> you think of this? Um, well, you know, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and um, a lot of artists are like in the same boat, um, basically moving in the same directions and doing the same thing. Well, I figured that uh, since we have to think outside the box, I was thinking maybe I should come down here with like CDs, uh, cassette cases, or CD-ROM. But... I had this idea of um, a CD-ROM as a business card, which is pretty unique because I'm able to put my bio on it, my photo, and a unique song on there that's radio edited. Yeah, it is a good idea. And I I've seen a little bit of everything just working with indie artists for as long as I have. This is the first time I've seen one of these. This is really cool. I'm going to... I'm going to I'm definitely going to keep this. It's definitely going to guarantee that I play it. And so that's that's super super cool, Rick. Tell people how they can find you on social media. Um you can find me all over social media. Uh you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on YouTube. You can even find me at MySpace as old as it is. All right, at uh Brick aka Crime. You spell that as B R I K A K A K R Y M E. We are here with Valerie Smith. She is nominated for Best Alternative Country Song here at the Independent Music Awards. The uh, awards are coming up in just a little bit this evening. How are you feeling? Nervous? What's the state of you mind? You know, I'm really excited. I'm happy to be here again. Last year, I was up for the Bluegrass single, and it's crazy to be up for the Alternative Country Music single. This song was recorded over 20 years ago. Well, I want to hear the story of this song. Tell us how Dry Town came to be. Through my label, Bell Buckle Records, but at the time, it was recorded for Rebel Records um, to be distributed, and at the time, it was uh, rejected because it was a female singing about alcohol and they just couldn't have that 20 years ago <laughs> but there are uh, some great recording artists are on this uh cut jerry douglas um oh my gosh uh, tim o'brien 
uh, Missy Rain, some great Grammy Award-winning musicians uh, recorded on this project, and I had to get it out of the vault and finally release it because 20 years later down the road, I felt like it was okay that I sang about alcohol. Written by Gillian Welch, this is Dry <laughs> Town, so I hope that maybe, I'm just glad to see that it's being recognized finally, and people are, are hearing it after the... Who knows? After I think women are ready to sing about anything they want to sing about. Well, that's and a country song from a bluegrass artist. Crazy, huh? I love everything about this story yeah. because it <laughs> it speaks to it, it speaks to the value of persistence in the music industry. Never giving up. Never giving up on your old songs. And most importantly, you were able to release this song through your own label, so you didn't have some industry suit telling you a woman can't sing about alcohol because you were the boss of your own music career as an indie artist. We love that around here. That's right. At the time, though, I did have an industry suit that kind of, you know, did clamp it down. But then I stayed in my head and I did own the master and I did. I was able to track it down. I had to track it down, though. I had to find it through air show mastering in Colorado. And I I've contacted them and they said, yes, we we do have that master. And I said, <laughs> I want to pull that out, pull that thing out and I'm going to release it. And now it's up for an award tonight. So, so exciting. Tell people how they can find you online. They can find me on my website, thevaleriesmith.com, thevaleriesmith.com, or on my Facebook page, Valerie Smith. Anything Valerie Valpal, you can find me. That's my signature uh, nickname, Valerie Valpal. Um, Valerie Valpal on Twitter, all of that. Instagram, Valerie Valpal. I, I just try to post silly things. I'm really not that serious of a person. Um, I have Bell Buckle, anything Bell Buckle, bellbuckleradio.com. <laughs> I live in Bellbuckle, Tennessee. It's a very oh, serious town to come to. I mean, out of Nashville, but I chose Bellbuckle because I'm the Moon Pie Queen, you know. Okay. All right. What I know. Is, it's what, crazy. What, it's getting what, crazier over what here. What does that mean? Have you ever had a Moon Pie? Yes. Okay. They're I'm delicious. The, I, they're made in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is just a little bit out of Bellbuckle, Tennessee, which is the home of the Moon Pie and RC Festival. We just had our big festival and. I am one of the reigning Moon Pie Queens. I did not know I was in the presence of Moon Pie royalty. I came to New York and, <laughs> and I, I was expecting the red carpet for the Moon but tonight maybe. <laughs> Do they I'll not get know the a red... dignitary was I here? Know, I know, but I, <laughs> I rode in the Moon Pie Parade uh, this uh, last week and I threw Moon Pies out at every. Over 20,000 people come to this town of 400. Oh my God, tell to me you brought a Moon Pie. the largest Moon Pie. <laughs> I should have brought you a Moon yes, Pie. Yes, you should have. I was love I Moon thinking, Pies. But I didn't know if they would let me fly with it on the airplane i guess you're the should. queen of course they would of course they would who are they I, to tell you you can't carry moon they? pies around and i've been looking to see if you if new york city has moon pies in the stores and i i haven't seen one yet i don't know i just don't know <laughs> joining us now on the break the business podcast is folk r&b indie artist fragrance of yah thank you so much for being on the show oh Thank you for having me. So tell us a bit about an obstacle that you've overcome in your music career and how you overcame it. Well, Ryan, um, this last album, Resilient Soul, that I made, um, it was very rough coming into it. Originally, I was going to do a duet album because my last album was a duet album with my husband, and it was going to be Rhythm and Love. Um, and my husband decided he did not want to participate. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was then, I had to go back to being a solo artist again, and I hadn't done it in a while. So just getting, you know, artists together to come in the studio and... And no one was available, and it was a lot going on. So what I did was I went back to my roots, and I remembered that I know how to play myself. 
And so I played all the instruments wow. on the album and <laughs> I um, produced all the songs myself. So, I mean, obviously you, you had the background knowledge in the, you know, playing all these instruments. Was producing a record something you've done before? How did you learn how to do that? Um, yes, I usually um, had my albums. I, I produced them, but I used tracks from people, and I even created a few tracks myself when I had some trouble getting tracks, acquiring them. Um, but as far as playing instruments, I just um, like I just learned how to play guitar um, wow. <laughs> not too long ago. Um, I learned keys in high school because I went to the Buffalo Academy for Visual and Performing Arts, where I now teach uh, music theory. And I, um, I had never played drums or, you know, I never played uh, keys on an album, you know. And so the drum, the percussion, I learned how to play a bass you know I had never played that before so I just went out got the instruments you know and like practiced a lot <laughs> wait 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 so you just up and taught yourself drums uh yeah Come it, on. it was rough <laughs> it was really rough like but, just, yeah. well, I'm just gonna play drums today yeah that's yeah. a really hard instrument yeah <laughs> That's and my amazing. husband was like, he was sitting there like, are you serious? I said, yeah, I, I need to learn how to do this because I need percussion on my album. And he was like, you know, can't you just go get somebody to do it? And people wanted to charge me like $1,000 like to play on my album. And I'm saying, uh, for $1,000, I could purchase a drum set, you know, and have that, you know, so I could use it for rehearsals and stuff. So I just purchased Look. instead. I understand we have this term DIY artist. <laughs> it's not literal. Like, <laughs> yeah, you've got to do it all yourself. But hey, I'm so impressed. That what an incredible story. What an act of courage for you to take that setback and to, you know, work yourself into solving the problem and yeah. building your own talent immensely along the way. You're probably a much better creator after this album was done than when you started. So that's so cool. I am. Yeah. And some of the songs like were even amazing to me. Like, wow, like my songwriting improved because I went out and learned how to put the entire song together instrumentally myself yeah so i can imagine listeners are listening to this and they're like man i gotta hear this music (laughs) tell people where they can find you online so they can check out your music oh you can find me everywhere i am fragrance of yon so i'm at fragrance of yon on all social media platforms facebook twitter instagram instagram is my favorite by the way and uh you can find my music resilient soul and it's on apple music title spotify and anywhere else music is sold online look for me You are a musician and a teacher, two of my favorite kind of people in the world, so I am so thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So I rarely fanboy when I have guests in front of me here at the Independent Music Awards. I try to stay professional, but I am so excited to talk to the guests I have with me right now. Randy Cherktow, Jason Feehan, they were the authors of the Indie Band Survival Guide, which was really the book that inspired the Break the Business book. I I was just telling him earlier, I flat out plagiarized their book a bunch in my own book. And really, it inspired a lot of the ideas that not only we talk about in the book, but that we echo over this podcast over the last four years. So I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. Welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. So what got you interested in wanting to help independent artists specifically? Because it's hard to find a lot of industry professionals that really dedicate their careers to the indie artists like you guys do. 
Well, it, it's actually Jason like Jason likes to say. Sometimes you lean against a wall and you find out that it's a door and you <laughs> fall through it. And there's there's that hallway like in the Matrix that has all these other doors. And you're like, oh, I didn't know this was here. Because we had been doing it on our own, and we had licensed music to Disney. We had written music for TV shows and done things on our own. And we realized that there was no book that really explained how a musician could do it for themselves. Yeah. And we just released something for free. It was a free PDF we gave away from in 2006. That's wow. how it all began. And one of the things I was t- talking to you guys about earlier, which I think was really cool, is that when you put out the Indie Band Survival Guide, that was pretty much the only book that anybody could find that even talked about how to make it in the music business as an indie artist, as opposed to a lot of the other industry books that were all about how to get a record deal. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so, but now you you fast forward to today and it seems like there's a lot of books out there. Like people are really seeing this as a viable option. Can you reflect on sort of how things have changed in that regard in the last decade or so? Well, I think one of the bigger trends that have changed the whole thing, it's not really a story about the books that are out there, but it's about the industry and how it's changed. Because the thing that we like to say is there is no more music industry. There are now a lot of industries around music, and all of them are there to just help, you know, whoever the musician is to do it for themselves, whether it's distribution or merchandise or many of the other, like even licensing has had a real resurgence with a lot of different tools out there. Right on. So now you got your latest book, Making Money with Music. I think that's something we can all get behind. Uh, So you told me before that you kind of had the opportunity to do a new edition of Indie Band Survival Guide, but instead you really wanted to focus on making money. Makes sense to me. Uh, Talk a little bit about your book. Sure. And in this case, it came from doing talks all over the country because actually we're up here doing some talks, uh, not just at this conference, but at Carnegie Hall for New York Music Month. And we actually just did one last night. We're going to be doing another one tomorrow. The most common questions we get, this won't surprise you, it's all about how do I make money? How do I make money? So we delved into it in a really deep way. We really researched it for the last six years most intensely. And after all those years of research, we came out with a book that was really aimed at helping musicians do the one thing that they need the most. It's not just about promotion, which a lot of books start with. It's if you're going to promote, you're going to have to actually get something out of it on the other end. So we wanted to bring money first and foremost as a, as a book. And well, that's me, how it came out. Let me ask you guys this, because... I think what's probably the most intriguing thing to me about making money in the new music industry as an indie artist is how many different revenue streams there are, how many different ways there are to make money. So as you were putting your book together, what was, you say, one of the more unusual revenue streams that you saw that you were like, oh man, the artist can really make a lot of money this way? You know what? One of the things that was interesting from that that point of view was that as we researched it, we found a lot of sources of income that were not just for musicians, that nevertheless musicians should be tapping. Because we have bloggers out there, we have YouTubers, we have many, many different types of people with fan bases, creatives with fan bases. And all of those methods work for musicians as well as everyone else. It's just that we found musicians weren't tapping it because they kept focusing on the same sets of royalties and other things that you might assume that are out there. And interestingly, even when it comes to royalties, there's... We've actually got to boil down to 14 registrations you should do before you release your music into the world. 14. 14. So you can get all of the royalties you're owed. And a lot of musicians do one but not the other, and they do part of another one, and then they don't really have them all. When you can just turn it into a checklist, 
and get it done. Wow. And you can check all this out at Making Money with Music by Randy Chirktow and Jason Feehan. Believe me, folks, when I tell you that everything that we've built here at Break the Business that we've been doing over the last four years, it really did start with these two guys uh, starting you know, from much earlier and creating some great resources that inspired a lot of other people to create great resources as well. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Ryan here back in the Miami studio. Woo! What a cool experience for yours truly. I never thought in my life I'd ever have the opportunity to meet Randy Churktow and Jason Feehan, the two authors that inspired pretty much everything we do here at Break the Business. The Break the Business book, as I said before, was inspired by their book, The Indie Band Survival Guide. So much of their information found its way into my book. I owe them so, so much. So getting to interview them and talk to them about their latest book, Making Money with Music, was such a thrill for me. Guys, check this book out. Anything these two guys make is solid. They are the original author voices when it comes to independent music. These guys know their stuff. They were independent artists before it was cool to be independent artists. Check their stuff out. It's going to be great. Making Money with Music is the book. Our thanks also to Patrice Jagu, Elizabeth Joan Kelly, Brick, Valerie Smith, and Fragrance of Yah for joining us this week. So much great advice, so much great inspiration that they all shared with us this week. It was such a thrill for me to be joined by them. And guys, there is so much more great IMA content coming up over the next few weeks. Don't go anywhere. You're going to love it. Keep listening to the Break the Business podcast. We'll see you next week.